It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, are you ready for another round of disturbing things I've found? This time we've got six disturbing things hikers have found in the woods that I think will be very interesting to say the least. I do wish we could have figured out more about some of these, especially the bloody backpack or the burnt out truck. But don't worry, there's still plenty to go around. From demonic statues to lake monsters, ghosts, and death, there's plenty in this week's episode. The only thing I need is about 20 minutes of your time and you to slap that like button silly, subscribe if you're new, and get ready for some disturbing things found by hikers. This first one I'd like to cover today is short, but um, not so sweet. It comes straight from a Reddit thread. And since it's only a comment, I can't make the classic lame OP didn't follow through comment. You know that oddly irresistible subreddit? Ask Reddit. Well, someone asked, What is the spookiest, most downright disturbing thing you've ever found while out in the woods? As many of you know, that is a question we pose a lot here in the swamp. So I thought it would be a good idea to browse the responses and see what we could come up with. And that's how I found this hidden gem. The user who initially made this comment has since deleted their account, but luckily enough, Reddit keeps those comments archived for us to still see. Allegedly, this user found a bloody backpack with a heavily termite-damaged book nearby. Once they lifted the backpack off the ground, it had clearly been there for a long time because it left such an indentation in the ground. Upon rummaging inside the bag, they found some mint condition notebooks and a decaying binder still inside. The Redditor then left these items behind and proceeded to go and get their parents. But once they returned, the only thing left behind to prove evidence that there was anything there at all were footprints. The backpack and all the contents were absolutely gone. Not even the termites remained left behind. Sure, now there's always the possibility that this story is bogus, but it wouldn't be as much fun to speculate a hoax. So let's give it the benefit of the doubt for now. If we assume they really did find the bloody backpack and the contents inside, how could they possibly vanish so quickly? Especially if their footprints had confirmed that they had indeed come back to the right spot. The original owner, suddenly and swiftly retrieving those items, would be quite coincidental to say the least. Though, even if that were true, it would be one for the ages. And assuming this owner did somehow swiftly come in, grab their stuff, and leave, how does it explain that the indentation and even the bugs alongside of it are gone? It's like, what did he do? Come up with some chopsticks, grab up every little grub? Like, what is happening? If true, this find is quite the puzzle. After years of researching different supernatural sightings and phenomenon, I can't really remember a single instance of ghostly items up and vanishing. That's what it sounds like, doesn't it? It almost feels like the bag and items were never really there in the first place, if you understand what I'm getting at. Maybe the commenter was simply suffering from mental illness. 
and had a temporary break from reality. Either way, there is no denying that it would be one hell of a disturbing experience. The next story was told on Lilith Dredge Channel and was picked up by a local Minnesota newspaper. The story concerns a woman and her dog named Daisy, who used to enjoy the solitude of hiking around Lake Vermilion, just not so much anymore. On their last visit, while getting out of the car, Daisy took off and ran down their usual trail, her leash dragging right on behind her. The hiker chased after her, but by the time she made it to the trail, Daisy was nowhere to be seen. She stopped and tried to listen, trying to hear any sound of which direction Daisy may have took off in. But there was only silence. After calling for her dog several times, she began to hear the sound of twigs and something breaking right off in the distance. The thing that's freaky about this, though, is that it was coming from above her. She turned around, expecting maybe to see Daisy chasing a squirrel. But instead, when she looked up, she saw something horrific. Clinging to the nearby branches was the claw of a massive creature. They describe it as being muscular and at least seven feet tall. And allegedly, this thing was staring right at her. They described its face as being hairy and the shape of its head just being wrong. It had a snout instead of a nose, and its fangs jutted out of its mouth as it snarled. Yet there was almost something human about its eyes. They locked gazes for just a moment before it suddenly turned its head and started sniffing the air all around it. That's the moment Daisy returned, still full of energy as ever, and the creature then set its sights on her. The hiker understandably feared for her dog's life and stood between the two, fearing the absolute worst. The moment Daisy reached her owner, the creature let out this shrill, almost human-like scream. All at once, the hiker started screaming, the dog started barking, everything just seemed to be on sensory overload. This is when the creature apparently leapt from the branches, charging straight towards the helpless duo, and ultimately, for whatever terrifying reason, right on past them into the woods. They both just stood there absolutely shocked, not knowing what to do, as this creature just vanished into the forest, never to be seen or allegedly heard from again. Minutes later, the sound of an animal dying could be heard, and the hiker, no longer frozen in fear, got Daisy and herself back into the car and and got the heck out of there. Since telling her story, many people have speculated it is the legendary dog man that she encountered that day. And being somebody with a little bit of experience in that topic, I can definitely tell you it does sound like a classic dog man encounter. Though the majority of sightings do tend to focus around Wisconsin and Michigan, Minnesota is better known for its Wendigo and Sasquatch stories, but nonetheless, you do see some dogman encounters happening in that area. Regardless, as with most of these cases, we'll never for sure know the truth behind this matter. But we'll have one hell of a good time guessing. Next up is something from New York. A hiker happened upon a super creepy statue at Bear Mountain State Park, which I actually have another video on that state park coming out soon on another creepy happening from there. This park consists of over 5,200 acres on the West Hudson River in Rockland and Orange counties, 
and its more than 50 trails stretch over 235 miles. People go hiking, biking, picnicking, boating, you name it. They apparently even have a zoo, skating rink, and museum, among other attractions. We're just scratching the surface here, guys. Safe to say there's no shortage of things to do in this state park, that's for sure. Though, locals aren't surprised by strange activities and happenings that seemingly go down in this park. This particular instance we're gonna cover stands out as quite unique. A man discovered a strange sculpture atop the mountain, near the Circle Line dock while trekking through the Hudson Valley. Scary statues may not seem that unusual, I guess. But this thing is literally just set into the side of a mountain, overlooking the river on ominously. Yet, most local residents who had lived there their whole lives had no idea this thing even existed. It is indeed a giant sculpture of an elk's head, and a deep gash runs down the face like a teardrop. The hiker who discovered it just knew he had to take pictures of this once-in-a-lifetime find. And these pictures you are seeing now would circulate the web all over the place. Reddit, Facebook, Google. People were absolutely puzzled by this thing and why it wasn't a well-known local attraction. The hiker also noted that there was a power outlet built into the side of it as if it were lit up at one time. So who knows, maybe it had lights. I don't know how nobody's checked out what that does yet. I would need to know. I also find it hard to believe that there's not much of a record of why, who, or what put it there. There is no way to know exactly how long it's been there or how long it's been around in general. Well, other than the fact that it was clearly commissioned after the invention of outlets. But we can be fairly certain that it's not something that's new. Swamp Dweller from the future here cutting in. I did find another image in a little bit that said that this was commissioned in 1935. It's kind of hard to tell if this is the same plaque that's in this picture, but if that is the case, then it shows us who commissioned it, but it still doesn't tell us who made it, what it is, or what it really means. But um, that is some extra information I want to throw in. Maybe someone will eventually be curious enough to plug that baby in and see what she does. Until then, we are once again left to speculate. Cults always do seem to be a fun go-to for things like this, right? Could the statue have been used for some sort of worship purposes? Shoot, stranger things have happened in the world. For our fourth slot, we have a good old-fashioned ghost sighting. Well, alleged, but aren't they all? This one is from Dundas Peak in Ontario, Canada. And like most ghost stories in this day and age, it began on Reddit. A user by the name of Sliced Up Beef posted some absolutely breathtaking Canadian landscape pictures. And the one we're here to discuss today ended up going absolutely viral. The picture was actually inspired by a friend's cousin who had went a few days prior and took a similar picture. But, apparently, the cousins group didn't walk away with a spectral photobomb. At first, the picture does appear completely normal. A man is just sitting on the cliff's edge, minding his business, enjoying the scenery. The picturesque mountainside fills the background of the image. But, if you take your attention to the center of this image, you'll begin to see something more ghostly appear. 
The cliffside is practically a sheer drop. Below this trail are only tiny little ledges, too small to stand on. Yet, if you look closely, you'll see what looks to be a rectangular white shape standing on those exact ledges. After enhancing the image, it becomes clear that this is the silhouette of a human being, standing unnaturally straight with no discerning features on the face. Now, before you formulate your own opinion, let me tell you about one of this post's comments. Username the architect 42 responded that it could have actually have been them. They were allegedly in that location around the same time this image was taken, and their clothing would have matched what was seen in the image. They also go on to clarify that the area is actually more accessible than sliced up beef made people believe it was. There are actual parts of the trail that go off and venture into that area, apparently. I wouldn't know from first-hand knowledge, I'm just taking this guy's word, okay? The comment ends with the commenter promising they would come through more of their photos after work and, and to see if they could confirm, but I've never seen any follow-up after this, so unfortunately it's probably a dead end. Numerous reports also started connecting this photo to a missing persons report in Canada, but when Snopes did a conclusive investigation, they determined the two issues were combined together to conflate the issue but had no actual relevance. So basically a publicity stunt to try to generate more Traction. What do you think? Was it a, a camera malfunction? Was it a ghost? Was it Architect 42? Even though they never came back with an update with photo evidence, doesn't mean it wasn't them. Or maybe it was somebody else in the area that did find access to that area. Your guess is genuinely as good as mine. Our fifth story was all over the place when it first happened, and I personally remember reading into this early on in my YouTube career. So, some of you may actually remember this one. On October 3rd, 2016, the day after your boy Swampdweller's birthday here, YouTuber James Rankin was hiking at Long Island's Berkeley Jackson County Park when he discovered an incredibly unsettling scene. His channel was named Dateline420, and the content is fairly casual. It's a mixture of vlogging with tutorials and urban exploration. Cool stuff. On this particular day, though, he discovered a group of trees inside a small valley with tons of missing persons flyers nailed to them. The area looked entirely secluded like not many or if anyone ever really went there. The way the landscape looks is described as if it were like a perfect bowl scooped out from the earth. It was like a scene from a horror movie that existed within the confines of these walls. These missing person cases were actual real cases all over the country, and most of them, if not all of them, were all active. To make it even stranger, there was a strange pattern of symmetry between how they were hung to each of the branches. Rankin continued to hike on and film with his knife in his hand, getting closer to various different posters to get a good shot of them. Most of them were old and worn, so that indicated this shrine potentially had been abandoned for quite some time. At the very least, this thing had been here for several weeks, maybe even months. Being surrounded by the high walls of earth, the hiker started to feel a little uncomfortable, as I'm sure we all would if we stumbled upon this. They couldn't help but think how easy it would to sit on the top of these walls and just shoot down and kill people. Not wanting to expose himself any longer to the potential person lurking around who was responsible for this scene, they skedaddled out of there. 
Afterwards, Rankin did eventually return to market on Google Maps to show authorities. Snitching. The YouTuber clearly believed he had stumbled into some sort of serial killer's playground, or at the very least some sort of sicko shrine. But once officers spoke to the property owners, apparently a much different story would arise. They actually learned that these posters were apparently a part of the landowner's Halloween decor. While the police found this to be an acceptable answer, Rankin and many others disagree. It seems kind of uh, convenient to say it was just some sort of decor, and maybe it was connected to something more, um, sinister. Then there's obviously the question, who uses real missing persons cases as props? Later, he would even add an update stating, I've been told through the grapevine that supposedly the residents adjacent to the property are erecting a privacy fence with signs that say no trespassing. Is it just me? Or does it seem like they're trying to block off the area so no random people could come back from filming and cause a media flurry? You know, instead of just fearing the neighbors, as Rankin's response seems to imply. When the video was later uploaded, it was shared thousands of times and can still be found on Facebook to this day. Eventually, Snopes did conduct their own investigation of this case. Suffolk County Police Department did indeed confirm that Rankin was out there filming on private property without permission. The owners never expected anyone but the invited guest to see the setup, and they definitely didn't foresee it becoming major headline news all across the country. As always, I've saved the best for last. Or worst, depending on how you look at it. Anyway, on November 17th, 2019, Marshall Iwasa, a student at Southern Alberta Institute of Technology, drove from Calgary to Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, to help his mother finish a few technical issues with her house. He left there at around 11 p.m. and made a stop at a storage locker. Though since the facility was closed, he was unable to gain access to it. Apparently, from what I'm able to understand, they waited around until 6 a.m. when it opened, and then he was there for about two and a half hours. But he didn't remove a single item from his storage locker. And there is no video footage of him leaving the area, but he was never seen or heard from ever again. His family believed that he had returned to school for the fall semester, but that wasn't the case. And no one's quite sure why he hid the news. But after he vanished, they soon learned he was no longer attending the school. His sister Paige lived in Hawaii at the time, and though they were very close, she was unaware of any major stress factors in his life currently. However, she did later realize that her brother may have been dropping hints. He said things alluding to his field being more about who you knew than what you knew. Ultimately, she does believe he would have gotten around to telling the family about the school and really didn't believe it was a factor in his disappearance. There really didn't seem to be any discernible reason why he would just up and run away. In an interview, she described her brother as being quiet, gentle, and kind. As children, they would joke that she sucked up all the aggression out of the womb because he was so nice. Paige last saw her brother at a family reunion that August, just a few months before his disappearance. And she did leave some items with her, and she did leave some items over at his place for him to put it in his storage unit. Could that possibly be why he was there that November? On the 23rd, six days after his last known sighting, 
a group of hikers discovered Marshall's burnt-out truck on a logging trail nearly 750 miles away. It's not marked on the GPS and requires four-wheel drive to even access it with any type of vehicle, so it's not really a place you would know about unless you're very familiar with the area. The truck was quite simply fried to a crisp, items still inside in the steering column missing, along with various other parts assumably scrapped. Marshall was absolutely nowhere to be found, but articles of clothing, a PlayStation, even an Xbox were found on the scene. There were various other items scattered around as well, as you can see from this image. Though the gaming systems were empty shells, void of anything that made them valuable, or held any sort of information about who owned them, they simply knew these items did not belong to their victim. It's also noteworthy to mention that the hikers who initially found the area took several pictures, and this really helped officials initially on in their investigation. Yet, oddly enough, when the RCMP arrived, some of the stuff that was shown in the original pictures were no longer there, nor did they ever find Marshall's contact lenses, backpack, laptop, wallet, or his most recent cell phone. Authorities interviewed friends and family, and they of course all said this was incredibly uncharacteristic for Marshall. No one could seemingly think of any reason why his truck would be found 750 miles away, burnt in the middle of some incredibly secluded woods, or why this random stuff that wasn't his was seemingly there. They also have no idea why he would run away if he ran away. And if he did run away, why would he do all of this? His financial trail ends on November 15th, meaning he didn't purchase any gas with some sort of credit card, debit card, etc. And considering how far he drove, he would have had to have stopped to fill up quite a few times, and I find it very hard that he had that amount of cash on him without anybody knowing. Plus, at the very least, we would have caught him on surveillance somewhere, right? Most gas stations this day and age, and even at that time, had CCTV footage for sure. But... He simply just wasn't caught on any of that footage, and it's very likely it wasn't him driving that truck. Multiple other men have gone missing in that area under very similar circumstances that are just as strange, some of which have also had their vehicles burned out. Of Daniel Rioche, Luke Neville, Richard Skur, Ryan Proventure, Ryan Schutka, and Ben Tyner, two were found dead and the rest remain missing, just like Marshall. Despite how clear-cut this case may seem to be, the RCMP somehow do not view this as a criminal matter. They did preserve the items found at the scene, but none of them were tested. At least, not that they have made aware to the public. Marshall's family have pushed authorities hard to investigate the fire, and even that took several months of fighting. And even when they did that, no new clues were uncovered, unfortunately. And this matter is still not classed as criminal. The Lethbridge Police Service eventually did look into the case by themselves, and likewise came up empty-handed. How many more people need to go missing in one place before something definitive can actually go on here? Considering how much potential information authorities have held back in this case, it's very unlikely that it's going to be solved anytime soon. A lot of citizens speculate that the authorities know much more than they're letting on, and they simply don't want to tip their hand. But as with most things, only time will tell. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, that's it, Swamp Folk. As promised, this has been six disturbing things found by hikers. And with a little bit of patience and some time, I'm sure there will be many more to come. Seriously, what did you think about that last one, though? That is such a strange case, and it seems to connect to others. Maybe I need to do a video just on that. I just feel like we haven't heard the end of that one. It's hard to deny that nothing's going on when you have so many missing men, multiple burnt out vehicles, it seems like a pattern to me. Anyways, comment down below letting me know your thoughts and ideas for future things you'd like to see me find that are disturbing. Especially if it's in the outdoors, I'm always looking for more of those. Be sure to slap that like button like it owes you money, subscribe if you're new as it helps us grow, and I'll see you soon with another creepy episode. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.